This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. State Senator Terry Gauthier of Helena says he will resign from the Montana Senate to take a 20-country motorcycle tour that begins in March, leaving him unavailable for much of the legislative session. He said the tour will take two and a half months. Gautier will be on a motorcycle tour with Globe Riders, run by Helgi Pedersen out of Seattle. Countries on the itinerary include Albania, Austria, Croatia, Germany, Greece, Iraq, Iran, and Saudi Arabia. He says he has to ship his motorcycle from British Columbia in January. Quote, it's a trip I just couldn't pass up, he said Saturday. The 65-year-old Gautier says finding a successor will be up to the Republican Central Committees in Lewis and Clark and Powell Counties, as Senate District 40 includes both areas. Gautier is a former Marine. He has served in the state legislature since 2017. He won re-election in 2021, and his term ends January of 2025. Gautier said he felt it was time to leave, saying he has had a life of public service, being in the Marines and serving as a state senator. He noted his work on getting funding and legislative support for a new historical society museum and his work on funding for trails. Former Secretary of State Corey Stapleton wants to run for President of the United States. Since serving one term as Secretary of State, from 2017 to 2021, Stapleton, a Republican, has run in the primary for Montana's U.S. House race and lost the primary to now U.S. Representative Matt Rosendale in 2020. He initially announced a run for governor in that election, but changed to the federal race after now Governor Greg Gianforti said he would seek the statewide office. While serving as Secretary of State, Stapleton was cited by the Legislative Audit Division for misuse of a state vehicle in 2017 and 2018 to drive home to Billings for the weekend, racking up $5,700 in costs. He also faced criticism for awarding a $265,000 contract to fix errors made in a voter guide to a political ally. After leaving elected office, the 55-year-old Stapleton formed a band called Corey Stapleton and the Pretty Pirates. He announced a Testing the Waters Committee to explore a presidential bid earlier this year. He's also been in the state Senate and was in the U.S. Navy for 11 years and is a graduate of the U.S. Naval Academy. As Secretary of State, Stapleton was one of the first Republicans in Montana to publicly acknowledge the loss of former GOP President Donald Trump in the 2020 presidential race. Kurt Kuffner has been chosen the new Executive Vice President of the Montana Wheat and Barley Committee. Quote, I'm excited to continue promoting Montana's top commodities to the rest of the world. Kupner said, the wheat and barley industry has been a part of my life for many years, and I'm thrilled to enter the next chapter of my career. According to Denise Conover, the committee chairwoman, Kupner brings over 30 years of industry knowledge to the committee, and we're excited to welcome him aboard. 
A temporary bump in state revenue has been described to lawmakers as a sugar high. Economic experts told the Revenue Interim Committee that the numbers seen in their report were more a factor of federal stimulus than changes in the state's economic fortunes. Legislators were advised not to budget in the upcoming legislative session based on the sugar high that included in the 2023 revenue base. The Revenue Committee unanimously adopted revenue estimates after hearing presentations from both the Governor's Office of Budget and Program Planning and the Legislative Fiscal Division on their revenue estimates for the 2025 biennium. The Budget Office attributed the sugar high to federal stimulus spending and inflation, creating an artificial increase in revenue from increased wages. The state's budget surplus collected during the previous two years amounts to more than $2 billion. The governor has said his budget aims to put some of those funds into infrastructure projects as well as investments into the state hospital and prison. The fiscal division reported general funding growth would take a 5% dip in 2023 but would see increases in the years to follow. The Revenue Committee moved unanimously to adopt the revenue estimates that will appear in House Joint Resolution 2 that establishes the official estimate of the state's general fund for the fiscal years of the next biennium. Community members and conservation groups recently toured a former paper mill they say poses a threat to a nearby river. The Smurfett Stone Mill near Missoula operated from 1957 to 2010, leaving behind pollutants that continue to leak into the nearby Clark Fork River. In 2020, the state expanded a fish consumption advisory to a 100-mile stretch of that river. Elena Evans, environmental health manager for the Missoula City County Health Department, was part of the tour. She said berms and industrial waste from the Clark Fork over a four mile covers a 380-acre area of the river's floodplain. Quote, the berms cause concern for folks downstream, quote, leaving unlined dumps and landfills and sludge ponds that are impacting our EPA-designated sole source aquifer. Evans says the site is an issue for Missoula's drinking water. She says she hopes that by voicing their concerns during the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency's investigation phase of the Superfund site, officials will incorporate the outcome that the community is looking for, such as restoring the Clark Fork floodplain. In 2018, larger-than-average spring runoff caused part of the berms to erode and release toxic waste into the river. Julia Crocker, Community Programs Coordinator for the Clark Fork Coalition, was also part of the tour. She said there's anxiety over what an even larger rain or flood could do to the waste stored behind those derms. David Brooks is Executive Director of Montana Trout Unlimited. He was on the tour. His organization is part of a study that will begin in 2023 
to look at fish and water quality near the former mill to determine the scope and scale of contamination on the river. Brooks says it's a critical issue for Montanans. People recreate in the river. People eat fish out of the river. And so, even absent a catastrophic event, there's a long-term concern for water quality, fish, and people. The effect of toxins in the area is also a concern for the Confederated Salish and Kootenai tribes, whose ancestral hand lies within the 100-mile fish consumption advisory area. Tribal members rely on subsistence fishing and have been leading efforts for a proper cleanup of the former mill site. In Montana, nine nursing homes have closed or are projected to close in 2022, and one transitioned from a nursing home to assisted living facility, according to the State Department of Public Health and Human Services. Rose Hughes, executive director of the Montana Healthcare Association, says low reimbursement rates play a large role in whether a facility can accept residents and operate. According to the association, Medicaid accounts for only 63% of the payment source for nursing homes, and preliminary data show nursing homes are being underpaid by more than 30%, according to Hughes. The governor's budget includes rate increases for Medicaid providers effective in July of 2023. If the state continues to do nothing in the meantime, Hughes said she anticipates some of the more vulnerable Montanans will be turned away from nursing homes regardless of how they pay. Quote, I believe the way to avoid closures is to provide help as soon as possible. Facilities continue to experience loss month after month, and that is not sustainable. The Biden administration has banned housing discrimination based on a person's sexual orientation and gender identity, but the gain in protections for the LGBTQ community could be tenuous. President Biden signed an executive order last year directing the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development to prohibit the discrimination under the Fair Housing Act. Pam Bean, executive director of the Montana Fair Housing, says that the protections were not put in place permanently. Quote, it was done through executive order, so that can be changed very easily with the next round of elections and who become president, Bean pointed out. Bean observed discrimination towards LGBTQ people is still prevalent in the housing realm. She used an example of putting up decorations for the holidays, such as Christmas or Thanksgiving, which is not something a landlord typically hears about. But it's not always the case for someone who puts up a rainbow flag. With one of four Montanans lacking an internet subscription of any kind, the State Department of Administration is researching where to deploy $266 million from the Federal American Rescue Plan Act for improving broadband service. Anyone interested in checking their individual Internet service capacity can use an updated interactive map from the Federal Communications Commission. The map is the main tool for planning broadband expansion nationwide through the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, which has allocated $42 billion for Internet upgrades through the 
Broadband Equity Access and Deployment Fund. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in now 51 U.S. states and Canadian provinces in 27 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.